0: Hi everybody, this is Cassandra and welcome to the Luminous Star Channel. Thank you guys and gals so much for joining me today or tonight. Certainly hope you are doing well and wherever you are, make sure you take care of yourself and each other. Speaking of taking care of self, I'm talking about today taking care or staying focused on your overall health, especially your mental health. Okay. So sometimes, you know, certain things can go on in a narcissist relationship as well as externally, and it may have you tempting to go back to old familiar patterns. So that's what I want to talk about today. All right. Please check that description box below for further details to today's video. And also at the end of the video, make sure that you click on the link to be added to the email list. Okay. So there's an email list. Be added to that. That way you're not going to miss anything. Okay. So Um, there are things that may tempt us to resort back to old familiar patterns, and this is not going to be such a good idea. Sometimes when narcissists attempt to hoover you back in, this may be one of the shenanigans that they may pull, right? It is imperative that you utilize focused tools in order to, of course, stay focused on your own healing, on your own growth. Okay, because you want to continue to thrive forward past narcissist relationships, you know, because as a lot of us know who have experienced this, the aftermath of narcissist relationships can be devastating. Okay, so old familiar patterns. What can trigger that? First of all, when you become triggered by something the narcissist says and or does, one of the best things to do is to try to soothe yourself. Okay. I don't want to jump ahead. I'm going to share some tips, tools, and guidelines with you that's going to help you to stay focused on thriving forward. Okay. Um, but the narcissist very often when, especially when they become threatened by signs that you're outgrowing the relationship, they may start to pull more shenanigans than usual. They may turn up on the diabolical tactics. So you then may respond by wanting to go back to your old familiar patterns that's not going to serve you very well such as becoming reactionary i don't know about you guys but sometimes okay i will become reactionary by something that was said or done okay (laughs) And, and and it just didn't feel good to me and i was triggered by that so old patterns look like that starting to have that chatter in your head or what they call stinking thinking right that's an old pattern. You start blaming yourself, another old pattern, when the narcissist may say in or do something to trigger you. Okay. Okay. Now, in light of everything that's going on today, uh, this is something that may also have you tempting to start your old familiar patterns again. That's not really going to serve you well. It feels good and, you know, it may, in the beginning, it feels good to go back to those old patterns, right? It may even seem like the solution, especially when you're triggered. But from experience, I can tell you guys, that's not the way to go. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into the first critical question. All right. So these are critical questions that I have journaled. And I just want to share those with you guys, because these are designed to keep you focused on thriving forward. You don't want to get stuck in a narcissist relationship, whereas the narcissist can really start to, you know, work on your mind and your heart. And before you know it, you're out of focus or you're knocked off your square. Okay. So what evidence do I have when you start feeling a certain way, when you're triggered, Start looking for the contrast. What is the contrast? That means like comparing apples to oranges. What evidence do I have? What evidence do I have concerning what I'm feeling and thinking right now? What evidence do I have to support what I'm thinking and feeling right now? Especially after the narcissist says something to get on your nerves, okay? They may do something that's working your last nerve. Start asking the question, What evidence do I have to support what I'm thinking and feeling? For instance, the narcissist may start to gaslight. This is very important that you look for the contrast comparing apples to oranges, black and white, okay? Up and down, whatever, you you guys get the gist of it. What evidence do you have to support the stinking thinking? You start to feel sad, depressed. You may even be pissed off. by something the narcissist is saying and are doing. Been there and done that, by the way, okay? So what evidence do you have to support what you're thinking and feeling? When you start looking for the contrast, it serves three things. Number one, the purpose of looking for the contrast or what does the contrast do for you? Number one, it provides you a peace of mind. When the narcissist is really working on your mind by gaslighting you, that's a tactic that they love to use seemingly when they start to feel threatened and when they may perceive you as a threat by something you say or do okay so the second thing that the contrast does is it gives you or it provides you balance it also in the third thing it provides you harmony and believe it or not most of us We may be, you know, unconscious to this, but we're looking for these three things in every aspect of our lives. We're looking for balance. We're looking for harmony. And of course we're looking for a peace of mind. When the narcissist is in your life, these three things are imperative to obtain or to maintain, especially when they start pulling shenanigans and trying to knock you off your square. And when you're knocked off your square, you're not focused on thriving forward. You're not focused on your healing what is it that you need to do to in order to heal and thrive forward okay so what evidence do i have second critical question okay all right what are my intentions this is why i practice focus intention techniques okay so what do i tend to manifest by having this relationship with a narcissist what do i tend to manifest whereas uh, well even resolving issues narcissists don't like change but if you know you're changing the narcissist may perceive that as a threat so what are my intentions in order to resolve the issue i'm triggered i feel this way or i feel that way i'm starting to think or have stinking thinking so what are my intentions in order to resolve that issue or what can i do right now to make myself feel better well, I was talking about the soothing, you know, I've talked about this in several of my, my videos, what you can do is practice self soothing or self regulatory processing or self regulatory process. Okay. So what are your intentions, especially when you start having that stinking thinking, and then you start thinking about the things that narcissists have said and or done that got on your last nerve. And now you're starting to be triggered or feel triggered All right, so what are your intentions in order to resolve that issue and be able to continue to move forward? So that way the narcissist is not tripping you up, okay? They're not gonna stop anything over here, right? So what are my intentions? Okay, now third and critical question. Let's move on. Okay, have I faced this challenge before? Now, this was a huge one for me, guys. Whenever I started to... Um, experienced something that was uncomfortable, that was painful, yet it was familiar. This was a big critical question for me. Have I faced that before? So ask yourself that question. Has this happened before? Have I faced this challenge before? And what did I do? What were the results? Am I satisfied with the results? I know that's a lot of questions, but this one, this critical question, I think is more profound than the other two. They all correlate but I just really think this third critical question because it has other questions clustered or going with it. Yeah. You know, this, this one's a huge one. Have I faced this before? What did I do before to resolve that issue? And do I like the results? Because if it's up to the narcissist, you're going to be, you know, knocked off your square. You're going to be doing what they want you to do thinking the way they want you to think in order for them to get the what? Supply, which is their main objective. Okay. So I certainly hope these three critical questions are something that you can add to your journaling process. Okay. Cause I know it helped me out a lot. Okay. Now I also want to share the tools with you guys. Okay. So tool number one, self-regulatory, self-regulatory processing, right? Just started talking about that. And the reason why I'm talking about this so much is because right now in light of everything, there's a lot of things that's going on that's, you know, grabbing at our attention, demanding our attention. And then when you start feeling triggered or perhaps even overwhelmed by certain things, you're going to have to start practicing mindfulness. And there is where your self-regulatory process comes in. This is how you soothe yourself. Okay, there are several things that I do. Sometimes I will have like a little squishy ball and I would squeeze on that a little bit. Sometimes I take a rubber band and I put it around my wrist and I'll pop it a little bit, especially when I'm feeling triggered. What does that do? You may be wondering, okay? What that does is to help you to stay focused. It helps you to stay present because when a person becomes triggered, which I know a lot of you know this from experience, your mind can wander okay you can start to feel overwhelmed your heart may race you may have anxiety attacks or panic attacks so these mindfulness exercises can help you to stay present and help you to stay focused as well as in control of yourself this is how you self-soothe okay so self-regulatory processing is a great focus tool all right and tool number two is valuing detachment or learning when and how to detach. Okay. Whenever the narcissist is pulling shenanigans, either verbally or actually, um, physically, right. They may be actually doing something that may cause you to become triggered. Okay. So this is where you may start to take the steps to learn how to value detachment. Detachment is big. This is how you're going to not engage in an argument. Narcissists often love the tit for tat, the gamesmanship, okay? What is your gamesmanship? You might have to change it every now and then. You know, a narcissist may become a little pissed off, but you have backup plan for that too. So whenever they're trying to trigger you by arguing with you, right? And by the way, narcissists, they often don't do this consciously. They're not aware that they're doing it at the moment, okay? So what you may wanna do is detach by not engaging in the argument. Don't go for the tit and tat, okay? The tit for tat and the cat and mouse and the one-upmanship, okay? Your gamesmanship is gonna be on point and tight. Why? Because you're in control. You're practicing mindfulness one aspect of practicing mindfulness is to practice emotional discipline that means you are in control of your own thoughts as well as your emotions the narcissist is not going to be able to push your buttons that easily that's what that looks like you're not going to become reactionary when they're saying something like trying to go to into an argument You may have to mind your breathing, count to 10. All of this is mindfulness. And this is how you're going to not engage with him or her. This is how you value detachment. You're also going to, uh, one of the things that helped me out is to manage expectations. You're not going to change your narcissist, but you're changing. As soon as you accept that you're changing and you're outgrowing the narcissist relationship, these focus tools are going to just come to you just like that. Okay. But right now you might want to jot all of this down or journal it and go over it almost daily, if not daily. Okay. This is what helped me out guys. So you want to learn the value of detachment. And again, what does that look like overall? You're not going to engage, especially when they're trying to go you into an argument and they're pulling shenanigans. They're gaslighting. By the way, when they start gaslighting, trying to get you to doubt your reality, as well as your sanity, start to question, challenge what they're saying. Go right back to that first critical question. Or was it the second one? Anyway, one of those critical questions. What evidence do I have to support what I'm thinking and feeling? You're going to apply that same question. When the narcissist is trying to feed you information that your, you know, your, your voice, your inner voice is saying, Hey, that's not true. That doesn't seem right. Go back to that critical question. What evidence? Okay. You're just going to just reword or rephrase that critical question. What evidence do I have about what the narcissist is feeding me, which is usually a bunch of malarkey. Okay. So you challenge what they're telling you. When the narcissist is feeding you information, challenge it. It's okay. All right. So value detachment. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Next tool. All right. What you're going to also do, oh, yes. Build a support base. This is very important, especially when you're looking for the contrast. A support base is actually designed to help provide you the contrast. Okay. Because you're not dealing with narcissists all the time. You need that contrast, which is going to balance things out. That's one of the elements of contrast, you have balance, you have peace of mind and you have harmony. Okay. So when you're interacting with other people in your support group, such as your counselor, okay. Or like I said, other people in your support group, right? This is going to provide you that contrast, which will give you a peace of mind and it may calm you down. Should you be triggered by something that the narcissist is saying and or doing. All right. That helped me out a lot. Okay, so build a support base. A support base, in my opinion, and from my personal experience, is nowhere, this is not a place where the narcissist needs to be. When you're navigating and you're building a strong support base, it is designed to provide you focused tools that will do just that, focus on thriving forward. You don't, you don't need to be distracted by what the narcissist is saying and doing, because they will pull out all the stops, especially when they perceive you as a threat. And by the way, the narcissists they create a false image of those that they target for source supply. Why is that? Because they don't like change. They will do whatever it takes in order to maintain or obtain their objective which is the source supply okay so whenever they are perceiving you as a threat this is when you may see them turn up on the shenanigans but remember the narcissist's main objective is to obtain or maintain source supply by any means they often don't think about the cost of what they're doing what what are they going to pay for it Or how you know they're going to end up paying but unfortunately other people get hurt they get caught in the crossfire okay so narcissists often are salivating over what they think they're going to get from obtaining or maintaining the source supply so whenever they see that you're changing and you're thriving and you're working on your support base they're probably not going to like it so this is why i say a support base is not where you want your narcissist, because they may attempt to dismantle your support base. Friendly reminder, every week there are videos coming out on the Luminous Star channel. And don't forget to listen in on the podcast. That's also uh, every week, okay? So on the Luminous Star podcast, you can find the links in the description box below. And uh, please go ahead and like and or share this video. Until next time, you guys and gals take care of yourself. Hum, Narcissist relationships are like math problems that add irritation and drama, subtracts the sleep, multiplies problems, and divides the happiness. Hashtag signs that you are done with a narcissist. Here are signs of an energy vampire. Sign number one. Sex is no object, it's a weapon. Sign number two, they play the blaming game. Sign number three, unfair ultimatums. Sign number four, professional victim. Sign number five, ghosting, discard, or abrupt detachment. Sign number six, smear campaigns. Sign number seven, triangulation. Sign number eight, recruits flying monkeys. When narcissists behave like energy vampires, eventually they're gonna have to pay their flying monkeys, but flying monkeys don't hoover for free. This is what it looks like when the narcissist had to pay their flying monkeys. lying this is one of the things that narcissists love to do this is part of the games that they like to play the crazy making they like to do and this is how they break down those boundaries in a relationship. <laughs>